Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Another episode of the New Scoreboards podcast, which really started with me, kind of my struggles and challenges and opportunities for making the transition from athletics to business. And I'm joined by a special guest, Bobby Isola, Executive Managing Director at uh, JLL. That's Jones Lang LaSalle, a big time uh, national and really worldwide commercial real estate firm. And we're going to get into his story um, and, and all things accordingly. So, so Bobby, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks, man. We got a little sick. Yeah. Little, we got little, kids we, in the same daycare class, all the same germs flying around little, a uh, little ear infection, uh, some sinus infection action. So yeah, yeah that's glad to be feeling better. Par for the course, man, with, yeah. with, with kids and, and kind of a small world, how we met, you know, both our kids go to school together. Next thing you know, we have a cake birthday party and I start talking to Bobby and I'm like, man, this is uh, we, we get into the fact that you, you played sports at a high level and yep. you're transitioning your career. And I'm like, Hey man, like got this, this podcast, like maybe, maybe we could talk. I, ju I just <laughs> met him and he creepily asked me on the show. So yeah. I, uh, he twisted my arm and um, I love talking about myself. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> me, me and you both, man. Yeah. So like fast forward, you're from Orlando. Yep. Went to Bishop Moore, uh, local high school. Um, you know, I was doing a little research, right? Eventually transitioned to wrestling. Played a couple sports, football. Yeah. yeah. How did you, you focus on wrestling, man? Because down here in Florida, I don't feel like that's as popular as, say, maybe in the Midwest or something. Yeah, it's not. Um, so my family, so I come, uh, so they've been here since, like, the mid-50s. Okay. So earlier family to the Central Florida area. Um, moved down from New York to Miami, then up to Orlando. Uh, basically, my family got into wrestling through my grandfather signing up my uncle for a summer camp. My uncle decided not to go, and, and my uh, my grandfather said, "Hey, listen, we paid for it, Bob." To my father, "You're going." So he shipped him up to I think it was Virginia or somewhere, and put him in a wrestling camp, and that's how our family got into wrestling. So, yeah. um, my father uh, did very well, uh, two time state champ for Bishamore. So he grew up here, two time state uh, champ for Bishamore, and um, then went on to he signed a uh, scholarship with Alabama. Okay, and then. Title Nine dropped their program. He then transferred, was in a transfer portal, and went to uh, ended up uh, finishing his career out of Clemson. Okay, yeah. So, so ended yeah. up in the ACC, ACC as well. So, and actually, his last match was, uh, you know, kind of fast forward when I get here, but I went to NC State, and um, his last match was against uh, our heavyweight. Uh, of his career was against the NC State heavyweight. So it's kind of full circle when I decided to go to NC State. So. That's so. First of all, I was doing a little research, and I, I saw that, and your dad's name's Bob. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm Bob Junior. Yep. So there's yeah. clearly kind of a family heritage that both in wrestling through Bishop Moore, kind of following, and, and then ending up in the ACC wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but the heavyweight division in wrestling, and I saw that last match for your dad that the, the opponent was like a monster, right? Yeah. So Tab Thacker, uh, Tab Thacker. Um, was, uh, yeah, I think it was Tab Thacker. So yeah. he was the NC State heavyweight. So back in the day, it used to be unlimited was heavyweight. Right. So it wasn't, when I wrestled, it was all, uh, the heaviest you could be during weigh-ins was 285 okay. on the nose, right? Or anything under that. Okay. So he was wrestling unlimited. So some of his competitors were like 400 pounds. That's what I saw, which is insane to yeah. think. They're monsters. Yeah. <laughs> They're monsters. So That's like sumo wrestling stuff. You would think like pure athletes. Uh, pure athleticism would beat him out, right? And 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 a lot of times so with speed, but sometimes these guys just get so big that they just lay on you sure. and they wear you out that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyways, I, I yeah, came from a wrestling background through that. Um, 
excelled in, in football as well and had uh, numerous offers to go that way. But um, I was always a very self-driven individual. So for me, you know, when it was time to choose, hey, you know, I could have gone and played division football uh, or wrestle at, at numerous schools. But when it was time to decide, you know, kind of wrestling had my heart. And yeah. that was where I kind of enjoyed was driving myself and pushing myself. So, and that's probably what's led to, you know, why I'm in commercial real estate today is just being able to, you know, determine my own success. Sure. So, yeah. It's more that uh, yeah. internal independence where you, yeah. it's not that you don't value team sports, but you seriously have no, some like sort it. of self-awareness to go, Hey, I kind of, I kind of like at least having the autonomy and operating in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, so I love football and I love my teammates and I don't think there's a better sport that offers that kind of uh, camaraderie, right? Wrestling's different and it's, uh, I liken it to brokerage in the sense of like you're, you're in charge of your deals and brokerage, right? Your individual deals that lead to your teams and your company's overall success, right? Uh, wrestling is like you're in control of your match and your outcomes there, which leads to your team success throughout the year. Right? Yeah. So that was, that was, I think that's kind of where my, you know, where I've been attracted to that kind of like it almost seems similar to like college golf where you're, you're playing as an individual, but you're yeah. also affecting how your team ends yeah. up finishing. And, and listen, let's not kid ourselves. It's a lot of it, to win and lose by yourself. You know, it's kind of a lonely road. So sure. like, you know, having a team around you is very nice too. So you get to NC state, you make the decision that, Hey, wrestling's it. Yep. Let's do it all in. Yep. Um, so fast forward. NC, yeah. And, and NC state was a decision where, uh, Tom O'Brien was the coach at the time, um, and there was the option there to play both, uh, you know, wrestle and, and play football. Was it offensive line I saw? Uh, it was offensive and defense. It just depended on yeah. the school. Uh, whoever was recruiting me was uh, sure. recruiting me for a different, uh, you know, position. So, But it was, it was either offensive tackle or, or D-end. So or, um, some guy, you know, football also was one of those – those things where the coaches, you know, they come in, they size you up during recruiting visits and they're like, we see you getting to three 30. And like, I'm like, you know, Oh my God, you know, uh, you know, I'm too, I was two sixty at the time and, and uh, my senior year or junior year. And I was like, I want to get married one day and have a normal life and right, be able right. to sleep and not have issues. And um, so I, that was also a little bit concerning to see how heavy they were going right. to like load me up with weight. You're and, like 70 pounds and you're yeah. like, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, at a pretty good pace right yeah. now. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so NC State was giving me the opportunity to uh, basically do potentially both, and yeah. I liked having that flexibility. Um, I went up to a visit at Lehigh um, as well, which is a powerhouse wrestling school. Okay, uh, Lehigh was built on the side of a mountain, so I got up there being a flatlander from Florida and was like, yeah, we did a couple workouts and sat in there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is – you know, my legs are exhausted. I can imagine trekking through the snow in Pennsylvania after practice or after, you know, after uh, class and basically, uh, you know, having tired legs, trying to get back and forth and sliding down the mountain. I'm like, no way. Yeah. So NC State, landed at NC State, and, it's been, and it, was a, it was a great decision. So yeah, um, came out the gate. Uh, my freshman year started, uh, won the starting spot there, um, had a good, uh, had a good freshman year, um, and that was, I think I tied our, I think our all time freshman, uh, winning record for heavyweights or whatever, my, fr um, my freshman year. And, um, so it did well, um, and then was kind of ready, charged up to come back into the, you know, into the, uh, sophomore year season. But, um, I remember getting out there for the first time and you, you come, 
Yeah, Bishop Moore, I was, I, so I, I won states my junior year, and then senior year I lost it. I bumped up to heavyweight. Um, and I will give my dad a quick uh, side uh, side note. He is he, he he reminds me all the time that he's the only two time state champ in our family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I was the I was I won up my junior year at two fifteen and then and lost it at heavyweight. I placed second. So, but I was wrestling at two hundred pounds against two seventy five two hundred seventy five pound guys. So it's just a little bit different. Wow, so you won a state championship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I missed that in my prep, man. That's impressive. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was good. So, but you know, you go. Point being is, you, you get to your freshman year, and you're, you know, I remember one of our first tournaments was the Cliff Keen Invitational out in Las Vegas. It's a big, one of the biggest uh, kickoff tournaments for uh, uh, Division One uh, programs. And you get out there, and you know, some of the best guys in the country are there, and you're wrestling. You know, sometimes you know, fifth year seniors that are yeah, there. And I remember. Men. Yeah. yeah, man, and, <laughs> and I remember I'm like, man, like I got the guy, uh, guy from Navy, like get out there, you know, tie up. He grabs me, and I'm like, holy crap, what was that? <laughs> what just grabbed me? And it was just this, like, it was like a beast. And like two seconds, the match was over. I was like, it was the quickest, like, humbling experience right. of my life. I'm like, I'm not so hot anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, anyways, that was my freshman year, and then uh, jumped into. Uh, Jumped into uh, getting ready to go for sophomore year. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you essentially have a successful freshman year. Yep. You earn a starting spot. You're parlaying out of a, a phenomenal, kind of an all-time, really, wrestling career out of high school. Yep. Win a state championship's incredible, um, especially in a sport like that. Um, I went something like, I think it was like 50 or 60 matches without a loss, and then my last one was a yeah. loss. So, so like, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're trending as, like, the guy, right? Yeah. You're clearly highly touted, the chance to play both sports. Yeah. Life's going well. Yep. And then uh, and then you fast forward a little bit more, and you hit a skid of, of some challenge, right? And, yeah. And we talked about this a little bit offline, but uh, if you feel comfortable sharing kind of what that journey over the next couple of years looked like. Yeah, so I got to my um, – and, and kind of, like, rewind real quick is just, you know, throughout, like – when I got into, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade, hitting puberty, um, we started noticing that I was having, uh, you know, uh, I have two different forms of epilepsy. So I've got uh, absence seizures, and then I've got grand mal seizures. Um, and so I'd always had those kind of throughout high school, and they were always there. We knew about it. Um, managed it. They were managed it. They were good to go. Um, and then my my sophomore year season started off, had a good preseason, ready to go training um i'd say i want to say it was around november um i had out of out of the blue i had my first grand mall seizure and it was um it was kind of crazy you know didn't you know one day it was just i was always a guy that was always early for practice whatever it was and then didn't sh- <clears throat> uh, excuse me didn't show up to practice and the next uh next thing i noticed <clears throat> i was i woke up and i was like where am i i was at my room thank god somewhere safe and uh, everyone was looking for me. And, uh, so you're by yourself. I was by myself and then drove That's to the scary. practice facility because I was freaking out because yeah. I knew the coaches were going to chew my ass out, you know, basically. Funny you're still thinking Yeah, about I was that. St- still thinking about that. Yeah. I'm like, I got to get to practice. So I get to practice and, like, you know, they could tell something had happened and um, took me to the hospital and whatnot. And that kind of led into, um, you know, I flew back home. Went through some testing down here, actually down the street with uh, my doctor that I had previously uh, seen. Um, was gone for probably two weeks from school. Um, went through that testing and then flew back up. And actually, you know, this goes back to hard, hard driving yeah. parents. I literally competed. It probably wasn't even two weeks. It was probably a week after I was literally competing at a tournament in at uh, Chapel Hill. Um, it was like Virginia Tech, Virginia, and, and UNC. And um, 
I did fine. It was just more of I was still feeling a little out of it. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I think any neurologist would probably say is like, what after you, you have something, what the yeah. heck are you doing, man? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so got back on the mat. It was okay. They put me on some medication, and then in December, uh, through finals, whatever was going on at the time, I had another one. And, um, when you have them, you are kind of, uh, you know, some of them can be like, not very, they can be two seconds long. You never even notice that they happen. Other times they can be kind of debilitating for a number of months while you're trying to get, you can't retain a lot of information, all that kind of stuff. And obviously being at school and doing all this, uh, traveling for athletics and, you know, slamming your head against another guy's head during the matches and all that kind of stuff it makes it very difficult to kind of do things day in, day out. So we made the decision, like my my parents, myself, um, coaches, everybody, that I would drop out for a semester and finish out the spring semester back home. Um, I took some classes um, just here locally at one of the colleges and, and just continued to train. But the goal was my health is obviously more important than sure. anything here. Let's get me back to an environment where things are familiar, bring it back home, and then um, – you know, see if I can come back after, you know. And, and at that point, you got to be thinking. This I may be done. It, yeah, right? I may I be, done. be thinking, hey, look, you take a semester off of something you've been doing for the last however many years, you yeah. just know that this could be it. Yeah, it could be the end. And it brings into a lot of things in perspective because at, at that point I was like, you know, I'm there and I'm like, I'm an athlete. I was doing well, you know, all yeah. of high school was all about athletics, yeah. right? I mean, uh, academics life. were important, but yeah. that was like, that was my life. Right. And at that point I was like, man, like wrestling, I've got this in, for my entire future. So it was also like a very awakening period for me mentally to say, okay, like, Hey, if I go down, like I need to have a backup and all of a sudden school became very important, very quick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just kind of focused in on that, but I got back here. I trained, I had a bunch of great partners and coaches from over, uh, throughout high school. And I used to train with all the UCF guys. So I had, they have a, um, men's club program like it's like through ncwa or whatever um they have a, a smaller program but they compete on a national level and um i would go over there train with them and um work out with some of the guys here locally so, some guys at the uh, the jungle uh yeah. seth precizelli all those guys that uh who's the guy that knocked out kimbo kimbo slice yeah was it the, what do you go by the the something uh silverback yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked out at that gym before, not doing what you yeah. do. But. <laughs> so I, w- I just needed bodies that were athletic to, like, kind of just roll around with. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to, I don't need to be choked out, but it was, like, it was just something to do during uh, while I was here. And so I could kind of go back to school. And the cool part was once we got everything figured out, I got a call from a coach uh, prior to the fall semester coming back up. And he was like, hey, listen, we want to have you. Um, we want you to be back. You're a leader for the team. We want you to come back no matter what, even if you don't want to wrestle. Sure ever again wow. like we're gonna honor your scholarship and wow. we want you back so you know and everyone thinks full rides are great you get four years of paid for school but like every year you are re-honored like they re-honor that sure. or they take it away 100 um so it's not a given that it's happening every year so the fact that they were committing to me made me feel like hey they wanted me a part of the program and no matter what uh given other qualities outside of just athleticism right yeah. Um, it was humbling, but the competitor in me was like, I want to get back on the mat. Yeah. Um, it was getting back to school was probably the hardest thing, um, in my life. It was just at that point, it was just, you know, I had never, you know, you're, you're getting adjusted to new medications. 
Um, you know, and, and these medications, obviously they're mess, messing with the chemicals in your brain, right? Yeah. So one day you're feeling better than others. Other days you feel like crap and you, you know, you're puking at practices, you're, you know, all, all, all practice long, you're doing all this kind of stuff and trying to compete at a high level and go to school and be away from family and friends that you've known forever. So it was a very emotional time, uh, yeah. to say the least. Um, but, um, you know, kind of, you know, so I struggled with that for the uh, number of years there. Um, and then got, um, my senior year, they had obviously NC state needed to make a decision on what they were going to do with their heavyweight future while I was gone for six months, whether or not I was coming back. So they needed a slot to fill. They recruited a guy, uh, Elohim Palma and the guy is just a freak out of high school, man. Yeah. Just a, uh, big Samoan guy, just strong. I've never like, I got back and he tied up with me. I was like, who is this human? Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't a human, you know? He grabbed me, and I'm like, oh, my God, right? Yeah. Um, great, great individual uh, and great, great teammate. Love loved practicing with him. And he, and, he, and the two of us just went – we just battled it out yeah. every uh, every day. And um, we had a great time. Uh, my senior year, as we're approaching NC, uh, ACC championships, you know, we have a chance to do a wrestle-off for the starting position going to ACCs. Mm-hmm. And um, – with got, this guy, with the guy. With this that, guy, yeah, yeah, the guy that's been competing, and I hadn't won my spot back yet. So um, I came in, I've been training my butt off, learned how to wrestle his style a little bit better, and, um, you know, finally was at the point where I was getting the edge. Um, we're wrestling, I'm beating him in the wrestle off. He jumps on my back, I pop my ankle, and um, literally just it was like ankle sprain that was so severe that I wasn't even able to w- walk. God, that makes my ankle. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, suffered from ankle injuries along the way, but like nothing to this level. Uh, you got a 280-pound guy laying on yeah. your ankle, you know, jumping on your ankle, and you're trying to push off, and it just popped right out. So, um, unfortunately, I could not wrestle the next week, so he took the position, and that was the end of the career. So, um, it, was, it was great. Um, you know, my... Through and I'll back up a little bit because as I was going through all the challenges of you know throwing up during practice, getting used to you know you're not feeling good every day and still trying to push through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad. I think it's something that's carried through, and I told you a little bit about this when we were out uh, at the kids' birthday party. But um, you know, my dad came up to me and he flew up one day, and I'm like, Dad, I'm done. I, I can't do it anymore. This is I'm just pushing you know too hard. Um, and you know, his comment stuck with me and I don't think I really appreciate it until, you know, now being an adult, having my own family and all that kind of stuff and going, you know, going through, you know, the real world, you know, challenges of life. You know, he was just like, listen, he's like, if you, if you let, you know, a lot of times people just get completely consumed and obviously there are issues, you know, and illnesses that you people suffer from where it's hard to not get consumed by it. But, you know, he had the wherewithal and, and, you know, parenting skills to tell me, Hey, listen, like if you let this thing define you, you're like, this is what's going to define you your entire life. You're like, whether, and and it may not be, you know, epilepsy or whatever it may be that, that is holding you back. It could be something, but you start to use that as a crutch. And then another thing as a crutch going, uh, going forward in life. And it's easier for you to turn to excuses for excuses for why you're not finishing something. And, um, you know, it resonated with me. So he's like, I don't care if you ever win again or wrestle a match again. And it never happened due to another injury, but he's like, I want you to finish it out. 
And um, no matter no matter how much pain you're in, no matter how you know how hard it is, you got to finish it out. Damn. So it was like it was a, you know, at twenty one or whatever it was, not, you know, twenty. It was a, are you kidding me? Kind of conversation. Yeah. But you know, now at thirty four, um, I look back at that as probably like the one, one of the most defining conversations uh, Dad and I had. So wow, what yeah. a what a unexpected gift. To like look back on that with the perspective, yeah, you know, because I'm sure at the time, like you're like, are you kidding me? I have every excuse. I've I've done this much. Oh, yeah. I've worked this hard. I've over. And what's crazy is like you're setting up for this magical comeback for you even to be competing for yeah, called a starting job. Yep. At every after everything you went through, is unbelievable in itself. And yeah. then to know that you know obviously it was routed by an ankle injury that was unexpected yeah. had to be deflating again to yeah, say hey so man I'm coming me. back yeah. to this comeback yeah. I'm, I'm putting in all this work and then we talked about even even the normal stuff like like you're talking about just not feeling well your brain's just not firing like it used to retaining information yeah it's just so much uncertainty like yeah. right to me it's like this your college career was like this pretty certain hey i'm gonna be a star wrestler and then boom all of a sudden there's this massive unknown of like what this looks like for me well yeah and they so they they put you on medication and there's obviously side effects to the medication right and so you go from all of a sudden being you know you know what it's like competing on a high level you go from all of a sudden trying to eat the right things you know get proper rest do all these things the right way and then you know where you, they worry about you taking supplements to perform better. I'm taking a supplement that's like basically hindering my like performance, down, down, yeah. down, downgrading myself. Yeah. And, um, and you can feel it on a, on a daily basis, even where I've had times where I've not taken medication, even in today's world, I, I try not to, but if you miss a dose, I can tell you the energy I feel from not being on it. Cause it kind of subdues everything a little bit. Uh, the energy I feel from it, um, you know, from not being on the medication, it's like, it's like, wow, this is like, yeah, this is how the rest of the world gets to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it, you know, it, it was great, but it, you know, it's a great learning lesson. Th- yeah. Forward. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah. I, I also do want to focus on a point. Cause I think like having this conversation with people, there's like this moment, like where, you know, it's not going to be forever. Right. Yeah. Some of that comes from, Hey, I'm not getting for me. It's like, I knew, okay, I'm not going to make the NBA. All right. I, yeah. I'm going to have other folks. So I'm going to honor this experience for you. It was like that semester that you took off. Um, to know, hey, wow, the rest of my career is in, in jeopardy. Like, what what is next? So, yep. fast forward, and and the relationship you have with your with your, with your father and the, the context that you shared is is incredible. I mean, yep. like, what a gift! I was I was reading in some prep, like the quote he shared with you in high school about, uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to do more than the rest. Just yeah. like it seemed like this narrative that wrestling gave you guys this platform to what would serve as later in life, these teachings of like that conversation you had about, Hey, if you let this define you, yep. Um, like just so super cool. Um, yeah, yeah he, yeah, he, um, I, you know, relations always like, he's just been always, uh, very involved in that sense. And, um, the guidance along the way, uh, I, I, he was very methodical cause I look at, I look at, you know, parents today, and like, I want my kids to be great at sports as well. Cause I, yeah. I, I remember how great it was, but you know, you see people just, I think pushing kids way too hard, way too young into right. stuff. And, you know, I look at my dad's thought, you know, I didn't really start wrestling until middle school. Right. Um, but start, once I got into it, he's like, Hey, if you're going to, if you really want to excel at this, you've got to get, you got to invest your time. Yeah. And you got to invest more time than anybody else. And, um, it wasn't that I was, you know, sub, you know, 
competition level than anybody else at the time, but you know, he didn't push it super young. So I hate it where I would hate it where I was burnt yeah. out. Right. A lot of kids experience burnout. So he just kept on uh, kind of saying, Hey, listen, I want you to do it. Um, let's try this tournament out this weekend. And then if I fought him on it, he's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And, um, but once I got going, it was okay. Now you need to make a decision. If we're going to pursue this, like, just like anything in life, you got to go 150, 200 percent. Yeah, and um, if you want to win, so and again, that comes back to if you want to win. Yeah, right? like you can participate. Yeah, and and do less, right? Yep. But if you say you want to be great, or you say you want these things, and that that transitions to business, it's the same muscle, right? If yeah. if whatever you define as success, the bigger the goal or the it, it, the harder the path, the more willing and the more effort that's got to be put into maybe the, the longer time that it takes to get there. So yeah. I think that equation is important for everyone to make is like, be careful, like to say what you want, right? Yeah. Because what it takes to get that. And you obviously learn that through sport. Um, but so then how, how you, you make the jump, how so, do you get out of school? So well, what happens next? I did really well. My last, you know, as I started focus after the illness and performance wise, I was like, okay, I need to focus on school getting to get to graduate. Right. I picked my major, you know, as a quick side note, like I picked my major to tell you how obsessed I was with just my athletics. It was, I was a communications major and, um, <laughs> I <have to> so <laughs> calm. Yeah. I, I like remember, but like, I, I remember my athletic, uh, my academic advisor calling me in and in order to be a, uh, to stay NCAA eligible, yeah. you have to be a certain degree complete by, or yes. and declared by your sophomore year, so yeah. like entering your sophomore year or whatever. So they called me in they're like, Hey, you're ineligible right now. You're like, what do you mean? I have I'm, like, what grades. The, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, and um, I'm like, I have decent grades. They weren't great, but I have decent grades and I'm competing. What do you mean I'm ineligible? And I haven't done anything illegal. So right. um, they're like, yeah, you need to declare a major. I'm like, okay, well, what do I, what's, what's my route here? And they're like, well, like, I'm like, what do I have? What's, what do I have the most credits in? They're like communications. I'm like communications. That I, that's what I, I said. That's what I'm graduating with. So um, uh, I went that route and had no like, I was like, I like talking to people, so let's just go ahead hey, and do this. Hey, look at you now. You're on yeah. a podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm on a podcast. The reason I'm laughing is because yeah. like, that was the most common major on the yeah. basketball team. Yeah. And it was like no one really knew what it meant, right? It was just like communications, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I actually experienced something similar. I chose business at first, and then there was this math class that I kept withdrawing from. Yeah. And I had like a 3.0 plus, but then all of a sudden the, the advisor was like, hey, you know you're threatened to be eligible because you haven't made enough progress towards your major. So I actually had to switch majors and I did the same thing in a different way. I was like, well, what credit, like, what, what, yeah. what can I shift to that it wouldn't be ineligible? And they're like, health services administration. I'm like, perfect. That's what I'm I'll in. do. I'm <laughs> so yeah. that's what I have my degree in. Yeah. So is, yeah. that's why I'm laughing so hard. Nothing against communication. Yeah. Nothing. Major. It it's was great. I like talking common. to people. And if I learned some, uh, you know, I, I had some like nonverbal communication classes. Sure. I mean, Think I'm not gonna get into it, but sure. but you know there were, some of it was a little bit of a waste. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad I got out. Glad I got my degree. And um, so how did you get into so real estate? I, so, I fo so I focused on uh, just getting good grades, and then I was like, all right, I my junior year and going into my senior year that summer, I just called my dad up and I was like, hey, listen, wrestling's not gonna be here forever. Sure. It's not going to pay the bills. You called him. He didn't call you. Yeah. I called him. Okay, I'm like, that's I need, yeah, my dad called me. Yeah. I'm like, I need to, I need to like, life was coming quick. And yeah. I was like, I need to, I was like, my family's in real estate here. Uh, my dad's a commercial mortgage broker. Um, and he's had his own company for probably 20. Well, now it's 30 something years, but yeah. at the time it was 20 something years. 
And um, I was like, hey, you know, you're like, and then he's also developed property for the family and, and whatnot for my mom and him um, over the years. And uh, I was like, hey, you, you know, you've been in real estate. A lot of the people that we know, um, your clients, friends, whatever it is, they've, uh, you know, I think had decent lives for their families and had, you know, I've had great opportunities throughout my life because of that industry. So, you know, I think I'd like to go in that. I'm like, do you have anybody I can talk to? And um, so at the time, he introduced me. Um, he's like, yeah, he's like, he was listing one of our uh, buildings, family building, uh, to sell our lease with um, my now partners, um, Matt and Wilson. And um, he's like, these guys are great guys. You got a young, uh, Wilson at the time was like super young. And he's like, he's really, really sharp. Matt's a good local guy. Matt's a Bishamore grad as well. Matt actually wrestled for Bishamore back in the day as well. And um, he's like, go try to intern with them. I know they may be looking for somebody and it's all data entry stuff. You know, everything you're just doing as an intern, they tell you to mop the floor, you'll do it. Right. So, um, so I interviewed with that or met, met him for lunch one day and they're like, yeah, when do you, when do you want to start? And like, I'm like, I'll be home and whatever. And my, my dad told them, he's like, listen, he's like, he can come work with you guys for the summer as an intern. It was like unpaid or maybe they, I think they gave me 700 bucks for the entire summer. So it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Not, not, not big money by any stretch. Um, he's like, the rule is though, he's like, Bob's got to be done by, I think it was like two o'clock. Uh, so he can go work out. So it's like, cause I was still getting ready to go back for my senior year. Okay. So I had to make sure that I was ready to go back. So, um, they're like, yeah, Bob's going to be back, uh, done. He's got practice in the afternoon. I had in the morning before and then in the afternoon, um, and he's like, but Bob's got to be done by two. And they're like, all right. You know, Wilson played football at, uh, at Davidson. Okay. And then, you know, Matt understood the competitive nature of it all and what I was going for. So they're like, knew it wouldn't be forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, uh, they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I got all my stuff done and, and, and that's really where I got introduced to the two of them. Um, went back to school, uh, so had a good internship. It was great. And I didn't, you know, I don't think by any stretch I didn't you know, blowing people's minds. I was just kind of along for the ride to see if I liked the industry. Um, and, uh, went back to school and then I just was like, Hey, I'm going to stay in touch with these guys. I, you know, at that point I hadn't really talked to anybody else. I was looking at banks and, you know, don't want to, did I want to become a banker? And everybody was like, you know, I go to these in banking at that time was like still kind of like a retail banking. Yeah. Retail banking was like kind of like a good job, I guess, you know, like, and, um, you know, it still is. It's just, I was not, that was just like the what the world was telling me sure. to go do. You weren't right? like fired up about it. No, yeah. God, no. I would, I, yeah, I had no idea. And um, I, I interviewed with Chase, and um, I thought it was, you know, being the athletic personality and probably an ego at the time, I was like, I'm better than anybody walking in off the street, whatever, you know, uh, being that I'm a communications major and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was like, man, I got this, no problem. Didn't get the job with Chase, and it was probably the best thing that ever happened. Uh, but I kept following up with um, Matt and Wilson throughout my senior year. And I think what they latched on to was like, hey, in real estate or just did like anything in sales, right? Follow up and persistence. And it goes back to wrestling is like, it's key to success, right? Yeah. And um, I kept following up with them and they called me. I think it was like my, maybe like December or January um, going into the spring uh, spring semester. And they're like, hey, listen, you got a job when you're, when you're ready, to, uh, when you're done, when you graduate. And, um, so I graduated in the summer, um, of the following year and, uh, they're like, Hey, you're ready to start. I mean, I was making college degree, you know, 
great athletic career, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Huh? I think my fir- first two years, <laughs> I made $22,000. Yeah. And I was like, I was living at mom and dad's house. Yeah. I was saving every penny. I, I didn't have any uh, student loan debt, thank God, because of athletics. And yeah. super appreciative of that. And um, didn't have any car. Uh, I had a 94 Jeep that I was driving that was yeah. paid off. So it was like, all right, like right, I'm going to just try to you know, store as much money away in the bank as, uh, as I can at the time. And, um, just started putting in the hours and it was that, that, you know, as soon as the wrestling switched off the, you know, that same mentality though, switched back on for, okay. If I didn't know anything about real estate other than, Hey, dad did great. And some people around me did great, you know, but if I'm going to do this, I got to dive, you know, I'm going to dive head, you know, head first into this thing and try to become a champion. At yep. So, um, that's amazing yeah. insight. So, cause, cause you just wonder, so much energy to put into everything you just referenced about yeah. even the advis- adversity, but all those years of wrestling. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, that's no longer the game, right? Yeah. That, that's no longer the game. This is the new game, yeah. right? This, this commercial real estate, I have a good enough opportunity. Um, I'm seeing the light and, and I, I very much relate. I mean, I, I got out of school and I, we started the business and I moved in with my parents for, I think three years. I made, I don't know, $8,000 my first year, 14 my next year. And then I think I got to 24,000 my third year and I thought I was rich yeah. and, and, you know, finally got to get out of the house five years later, whatever it was. And, um, so, so, but I was very similar in that way yeah. where I was like, okay, but this is unique opportunity of like, I'm grateful for not having, yep. you know, uh, having a place to stay, you know, and, and being in a vehicle. So then, so how long did it take? Cause you guys eventually, did you start? So I saw you did two years. It was, like, it, was, it was just shy of, um, so, so I, out of, out of college, I joined Colliers International. That's where we were at before. And, uh, it was like a great platform for me to be on, you know, uh, starting out and, and they're a great company. Uh, still to this day, I have a lot of buddies and, 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 you know, just, and, uh, friends there still to this day that we do work with day in, day out. So, um, started there. Uh, we were there for just shy of three years. Okay. Um, but that was your entryway. That was my entryway. And that I was, was like, the first I was there. Gig. I made like 22 grand or whatever yeah. it was, 23 grand those first two years. And then by the end of that, getting to that third year, I started hitting, um, I think I made 40 grand, right? And you felt rich. And I felt rich. I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, man. Like, yeah. this is never going to end. Like, yeah. you know, like, this is great. The Jeep's paid off. Yeah, <laughs> Jeep's paid off. Like, I got so much cash. Um, and, you know, but it was, it was, it was, it was like such a huge difference. Um, and, uh, and, and it wasn't, I think it was, so it was our, I want to say we, I went to my wife and I, so Monica and I were engaged and then when we were kind of having conversations at the time about leaving uh, Collier's to potentially start our own thing. And I was still young. I mean, yeah. I was 24 at the time and, you know, we we're engaged. And uh, so then it went another year. And then uh, basically two weeks before we got married, Monica and I are talking. I'm like, Hey, by the way, like we finalized it. We're, we're leaving Collier's and we decided to start up our own firm. So we're on like a week after we got back from our honeymoon, we started up site partners mm-hmm. and site partners, um, you know, it was a play on like, you know, the word site for related on to site, real estate. Yeah. Right. So, but we, we, we were, uh, you know, but it was site spelled with a C. So it was st- stood for commitment, integrity, team, and excellence. Right. And we wanted to build a company around those values, um, those core values. And, uh, we started off with the four of us. Um, we left and you know, at the time I, again, I was young, I had no business starting a company with these guys. Didn't know anything about it. 
And, but I knew I was like, Hey, these are good mentors. Um, I can learn from them. It's a good opportunity at a young age to have ownership in something. Right. So I kind of took everything we had in savings and I was like, my guy, uh, my partners at the time, I was like, Hey, listen, I can stay with a big firm. You know, should I do that? Or should I take the risk and go do this new thing? Yeah. Cause you're just at a point where you're probably going to start making some, if you stay where you some are, at, at a bigger you're going to start making some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it was pretty uh, certain what your track's going to be. Correct. Correct. And, uh, I was just like, you know what? I got good mentors. I think, we're, you know, we're all going to be successful. If I'm going to take the risk, I'm going to take it now. And, uh, that was the play. And, you know, we, we, again, dove head first into this thing. Yeah. And I remember we opened up, it was, there was four of us. And we had just enough money to pay for our um, our rent and our, our marketing coordinator, Heather, who's been with us forever. Um, you know, we had just enough to pay her salary as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, we we're just trying to figure out how to make it work. We were lucky enough to bring a bunch of clients with us. But I remember being at the office until like 830 at night, cold calling people when people are at home, probably eating dinner with their families and don't want to be bothered. But I was, you know, that sense of drive is the closest thing I can compare to it is like going back to athletics. It's yeah. like when you're starting off and you, you, you're just in this building phase when you have like, there's nowhere like there's no other way than up. Right? right. So you're just training and you're putting in the hours because like, like you can't be any worse than you are right now. So right. You, let's, let's, let's keep trying to build this thing. And over time, you know, we, you know, through cold calling and all the relationship building and all that kind of stuff, we started gaining significant market share. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was a great place for us to be at Monica and I, and we built something up and uh, we're a part of that. And we grew up, I think at the time prior, we had it for about five years, just shy of that. And uh, we had about 25, 26 people wow. at the time when we, uh, we started getting approached by different groups to get acquired. And uh, we did that for that five year period. And then um, JLL approached us and JLL's, uh, you know, top two commercial real estate company in the world. Right. So, 90, I think we have like 95,000 employees globally. Yeah. So just crazy powerhouse, right? Um, you know, fortune five, I don't know, probably a fortune 100, but sure. um, anyways, huge group. And uh, they approached us and it, and it, and it was a great opportunity for all of us, uh, you know, indivi- you know, individually, collectively as a company. And then, you know, obviously just personally for our families as well. It was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a great move. So um, you know, we've been there now, which is crazy to think almost by December of this year, it'd be about five years. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's gone, it's gone quick, but, um, it's been a good move and yeah. Wow. Uh, what yeah. a story, man. Yeah. It's amazing how much I, I felt like I knew the cliff notes of that story, but lacked the context of how it happened. Yeah. And so much of, of what I did ironically is so similar in a different way. But I just love the idea of you saying, which I relate to, is like, if I'm going to take the risk, I'm going to take it now. Yeah. Right? I have a good enough situation. I'm better myself. Um, yeah, because I know for me, I never really perceived myself as an entrepreneur, but I, I had a good enough counsel, yeah, yeah. you know, good enough counsel from from my dad that he kind of shared like, hey, like, if you try it this and fail, like, people will understand. Like, you'll still have a story that you can parlay into whatever's next to you. Like, Yeah, right? you got time to bounce back. And if anything, right. it probably provides you some you've got that like empathy to be able to go talk to other business owners, talk cause they probably been in that situation themselves, yeah. you know, where they failed once, failed twice and maybe they hit it on their next try or whatever. Yeah. But I just think I, I this, I see you in the office at eight 30 making dials. And I, I think what, where it relates to athletics a little bit, like there's this, this commitment level to where you're like to del- delay gratification. Like yeah. 
this ability to, you know, whatever you want to call it, grinding, just showing up consistently, when, even when you're not feeling well, right? We've borrowed a lot from this conversation of like, I think you're such a good example of like the excuse of how many times you probably hit the mat in college that you felt well. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent was probably never. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And regardless of even the big struggle you've had, but any athlete, it's like you're, you're at some level, the, the days that you're going to be a hundred percent is like almost never. Yeah. And when you do, it's right. It's like a, it's like recess, man. It's super fun. You yeah. Know, you're it's you're great. jumping, you're, 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 yeah. you're running, but something feel usually like is wrong. Yeah. And I think about in business where you jumped in, I feel like that's the case a lot. There's most days are mundane and you're, yeah. you're mastering these simple tasks. You're making the cold calls when you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily booking appointments yet. Yep. There's something to that that you go, yeah, but I know this is what it takes and there's no other way. I'm, this is, this is where we're going. So Man, that's that's yeah, that, that's that, that's exciting. Yeah, that re- that repetition, you know, whether it's moves, whether it's taking shots, right? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know a lot about bas- basketball lingo. So but sorry, no, but it was but like, like no, but usually like uh, anyone that wants to be a good shooter, you're you're probably making 500 shots a day. Like yeah. that's what it took, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you like, so you've got to be able to put in that time, and if you're gonna like try to gain market share in the in your commercial uh, real estate realm, you know you've got to be able to put in that time to learn the market, to drive, like drive the market, understand who the owners are, understand who the tenants are, you know, like notice things that are out in the market where I would go drive, you know, my days were spent, you know, instead of getting up in the morning and lifting weights or going for a run or wrestling, you know, my mornings were spent getting into the office, you know, so, so I guess I I would get into the office cold call, right? do some tasks, send out proposals, all that kind of stuff, get through like the paperwork of the day in the morning, first thing. And in the afternoon, my days were, and still to this day, I, I, I do it. But um, in my in my afternoons, I would take, you know, two or three hours and I would go drive certain submarkets of, uh, of Central Florida, right? And I would look at tenants, write down notes like, hey, are they, you know, coming into this parking lot, right? There's parking, there's, you know, people parked everywhere, right? Yep. Maybe there's a tenant in this building, that needs more space because they don't have enough parking right now and they're growing and they're exceeding, you know, exceeding their uh, space requirement. Right. And I take those notes, eat dinner, get home, eat dinner, go back to my database, plug all that information in the next morning that would set me up for my next calls. Right. And then I would just keep that going. How long did you keep that rhythm? I mean, I still, we still do it to some extent today. Right. I mean, I was obviously like, as you get busier and you, but but I I love that because there's nothing sexy about that. No, there's not. There's I mean, not but like there's this. like, it's blocking. Like, and my partner Matt, like, he's always said, he's like, "What we do is not difficult, right. but doing it well." And I think it's like anything in life is like, what we do, like, but doing it well. That's where, like, that's where it becomes like difficult. It's the simple, it, not easy. Yeah, thing. and and it's blocking and tackling. Yep. And it's just like anyone, like we're going. You know, people want to talk 2000, uh, 2023. Are we going into recession? Are we in a recession? All that kind of stuff. You know, you can like don't worry about the headlines. Like, I think it's, you know, it's easier said than done, but like I go back to being like, I'm on a team, right. But I'm individually in control of my own destiny. And I think I can either let the headlines freak me out or I can figure out, go back to my blocking and tackling, which was driving the markets, calling, trying to develop relationships, develop, uh, further develop my existing relationships and create new opportunities. So that's how you take uncertainty out of the mix, right? That's like in athletics, how do you take uncertainty out of the out of the game or or match? Right, you you practice more, you practice certain uh, situations more. Um, it's like 
you know, golf or whatever, you, 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 you take the shot, you practice the shots that you don't ever think you're going to get into. Yeah. And you take, you, you know, repetition, repetition, repetition. And it's the same thing in business. So, you know, if uncertainty comes, uh, you're ready for it. Well, right? and it's also like when I think about not, not how to not become a victim of your circumstance, right? Like if you want to relate it, like does the recession have to do with your, your, you know, income over the next five years, or does it have to do more with your inability to commit to a process and stick with it? Like, yeah. Are you making the amount of calls that you know you need to make? Are you making the stops? Are you doing it every day? Like, I would venture to the say... The answer is right now, no. But, <laughs> I need no, to be able to do more. But I'm not asking you, but I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. in general, like when people look at a landscape, yeah. I think the recession is just uh, an outside force that you go, okay, well, I can I can blame it on that. Yeah. If, if, it, if this doesn't go well, at least it's an out that this is a recession. Or, you know, how about in athletics? I think about like, okay, like... I have my process. I'm committed to being the best player. We get a new recruit who's a five-star, four-star point guard that's highly touted and, and yep. going to get the nod. Does that mean that I stop? No. Or does that mean that I am committed to my process and I'm not going to let you know that outside circumstance affect how I approach my work? And then hopefully over the next couple of years, a long enough time horizon, I feel like I can put myself in a position to compete. Yep. I, I don't know. I, just, I relate that so directly because yep. – um, you know, there's so many noises. It's so loud out there, right? In our business too, right? Um, in the insurance space. So, um, man, I just, congratulations on on the success and you yep. jumping in at such a young age. That's so rare, I feel like, to, to be able to get that opportunity. And, well, and, I, I, and listen, like, you know, like I have been, uh, in, in like like you, I mean, you had a, you, like we've been, we've been blessed, right? Sure. So, I mean, obviously through hard work and our own efforts, but like, yeah. If I didn't, if I wasn't here, like thanking God for like the opportunities that I've been given, the fact that hey, I could move in, move back with my parents yep. to give me a leg to save up money, so that I could have some money to invest in this new company to do yep. these things, like it's all God's plan. And and having, you know, having a back, uh, you know, a, a, fam, a family to you know, kind of rely on to support me along the way, you know, was also one one not only uh, monetarily that's you know having a place to stay, but also just there like mentally, emotionally yeah. and, and, uh, you know, to have, you know, those guiding, you know, individuals in my life. So, yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's, it's incredible perspective. And I totally, totally relate on, on that level of gratitude too. And yeah. I, I would ask you too, to wrap up, um, I could sit here and do this all day, clearly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, what would you say? Like, right. Going through all that, you got somebody that is maybe in that position or will be in that position. What would you say to your, your former self? Like what, what are, what are some vital lessons learned that if you look back and you were talking to Bobby as an 18, 19, 20 year old, whether it was going through some of that adversity or trying to figure out what you want to do next, like what, what would you kind of encourage that person? Yeah, I think, um, I think at the end of the day, um, you can, you, you can push through, you know, don't, don't let, at the end of the day, I think it, like what I said before was you can't let, and what my dad said to me, that's probably the biggest thing from a, from a defining moment on how you can look at life is you can either let adversities along the way and it could be health related. It could be, uh, you know, your business fails. It could be whatever recession, recession whatever it may be. Like you can let that define you and that's what you dwell and spend your time thinking about is all your failure or you can, you know, just use it as a part of your life. It's, it's a, it's something that you live with. It's something that you've gone through and it's just a part of who you are and it's helped define who, like it's, it's helped shape who you are. It doesn't define who you are. Right. And then, you know, going into, um, and then going into work, you know, for any young person that's kind of getting into whether it's real estate insurance, whatever it may be, you know, find mentors that, you know, 
you're not looking for like everyone today, a lot of young kids, they want this immediate gratification of dollars. Right. And, you know, I, again, I go back to like being blessed, having a family I could live with and all that kind of stuff. You don't need everything today, right? The delayed gratification, get with a mentor and a team that you can learn from and that you can grow from because ultimately like, you know, it may take you making a couple years of 20 grand a year. Right. And it's not sexy, but you know, as soon as you like you look that education is invaluable yes. and it will accelerate your career to a point that you know you, you at some at some days I'm like wow I can't believe I'm here right and uh, feel very blessed for that but uh, I think if you get uh, too obsessed with having certain things early in life you know you know you could be in that position to where you're you know I've got buddies that they I thought they were making a ton of money out of school right and they're still in that same job. Totally at relate. that same income level. And it's not that money like, is that important, right? And maybe they find fulfillment out of that. It's great for them. Um, I know that as an athlete, I wanted to drive myself and push. And um, to me, it's, like, you, know, I, you know, I think getting the mentor and learning from that is, is worth its weight in gold. Oh, even over, you know, it's not to diss education, but, you know, sometimes even over like MBA programs, all that sure. kind of stuff, the early on you can get with these guys that have been doing it. You don't need case studies because you're living a case yeah. study every day, learning from them and, yeah. and transacting. So yeah. anyways, that's like such a yeah. great word, man. And like, yeah. it's funny that the podcast is named new scoreboards. Yeah. And to me, like what you just said is very relevant to say the new scoreboard could be, should be, however you want to say it, the education and the skills that you'll learn along the way, right? The, yeah. the, the mentorship that you'll learn because at the end of the day, over a long period of time, and that's where you want to talk about income, right? If you're learning all these skills and you're long, and learning all these great habits and you're learning all this good education and maybe you're not making the money yet at some point, it's going to go like this yeah, because right. you're, you're the compound. It's kind of like, you know, money in the, the stock market, right? And, yeah. and it compounds over so many years, you give it a long enough time horizon. And then all of a sudden it's this ridiculous number that you're like, wow. And it's the same yeah. thing with, I think with people's careers, if you can stick in the game long enough and you're doing the right things along the way, right? You can't just get in a career, yep. not make the calls, not be in the arena, and expect things to compound in your... You know, we have a saying with internally that time either promotes or exposes you, right? So, yep. But if there's a long enough time horizon, you have good habits, good philosophy, good mentorship, you know, that's the pursuit. That's the scoreboard to me that's worth pursuing. Yep. That at the end of the day, you'll look up and you'll go, man, I don't know how I got here, but I'm grateful. Yeah, and all, and all those points, like I look at our deals, like I started off and I was just doing... Like my first year, I was just getting exposure. And those points, every deal that I did, whether I dug it up or I just was assigned to work on it, every one of those was a point on my scoreboard to literally, hey, so, okay, I learned how to deal with this situ- yep. situation, right? I learned how to deal with this situation. Yeah. And now every time I'm faced with a new situation, I was like, oh, I've been there before. Sure. So like you go back to athletics, hey, like you practice that repetition. You put yourself in those situations so that when the situation arises, you know how to react in it. Right? And you have the confidence to know, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I've, I've had a deal that something's come up that I, I figured out and yep. it ended up being fine. Yep. Here, here's my process. I'm going to give somebody a call in the office. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yep. to talk to whatever it is, right? You, you start to build that confidence that it, when that first starts to happen, you go, uh-oh, the deal's you falling through. I'm yeah. going to freak out. I'm yeah. emotionally a roller coaster. And then you do it enough times, yep. just like in any situation in athletics, you mentioned hitting the golf shot that's yep. uncomfortable. Yep. Um, and I just stink at golf. Which yeah. we <laughs> have no reason to talk about golf yes. between you and I. So, uh, 
No, man, th- that was incredible. Thank yeah. you for for spending the time. Hopefully, I wasn't too all over the place, but I yeah, I, pre- I, I appreciate it, man. I, appreciate I think you me. give great insight, and I I borrowed. I can't wait to listen back. I, I know the listeners will get a lot from it, so cool. I appreciate you sharing your story, bro. Anytime, man. All right, appreciate, man. It, bro.